Uh, all right. Well, it's been a little bit, but we're back. We're back. Well, I mean, granted, well, actually, start the episode officially. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Well, hi, guys. Welcome to the Beware Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Rhea. And yeah, I mean, we took a week off. I don't know. Life got in the way. It was also Mother's Day. So yeah. me and Brittany were like, all right, we can take a week off. <laughs> Total, total transparency. Brittany was like, oh, crap, it's Sunday. Yeah, I literally texted her. I was like, what time are you filming today? And she's like, oh, <laughs> I have things to do with my mom or something. I don't remember. I was like, no, that's yeah. fine. So do I. Well, like, I planned out a brunch. I, well, you know how everything's still, like, all crazy and haywire with COVID. Yeah, so yeah. I, my initial thought was, you know, I want to have a brunch with, I haven't seen, my. I'm very, very close with my mother, sister, my Aunt Mary. Mm-hmm. And because she lives in Pennsylvania and because of COVID, I hadn't really seen her for like mm-hmm. a year, which is really hard. Like I call her every week and we're always talking, Yeah. Um, but it's hard not to see her. And she doesn't really like technology. So even video chatting isn't like a thing that we do. It's not, it's not her thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So I really wanted to like get to see her and spend time with her. And I have another really awesome aunt um, that like got that married my uncle I was like you know I haven't gotten to spend much time with them and I love spending time with them so I wanted to do something special for them but of course you know the best laid plans every place that like every place that was doing Mother's Day this year because they didn't get to do it last year anything that they were doing in person was upcharged like a stupid amount that makes like, sense. like like the brunch events and things like that yeah, yeah, yeah so I originally wanted to do that and they wanted like a hundred dollars a head that's like not including gratuities and it was like for Are not a lot of food and I was like no, we're definitely not doing that. We're not doing that. Sorry, not sorry. And it would have been more stressful because, like, we're all vaccinated, but, like, it would have been more stressful having to deal with people and then having to deal with, like, COVID proximities and all that fun stuff. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to order us food, <laughs> and I'll just bring it to my mom's house, and we can all gather there and everything. And we ended up doing yeah. that, but it was, like, trying to – everybody literally – like no pun intended but everybody and their mother is trying to order food on mother's day <laughs> to, like get catering and takeout so i didn't yeah. know again so i was like super stressing about that and then i finally realized like oh it's sunday yeah and you're like oh shit can we not or like i think you were like no i want to do it later but that was when you were doing your stuff so i was like i was like yeah Brittany was like yeah i'm free like after seven i was like oh my dad's coming over for dinner like i'll see and i just never texted because it was like by the time he left it was like 10 o'clock i was like let's not do this oh yeah and Brittany was in bed <laughs> Uh, yeah i was like mm, no it's okay <laughs> so we just cool. took a week off it's fine everyone needs a break at some points even yeah. you know even us so so what's up with life um nothing much i'm getting back to being a human um i have you know my weekends back obviously and now i'm like you know finally working out again and like <laughs> like reading books again <laughs> and like you know being like you know a person um otherwise you know and then again i mean like the the struggle of going back to society after being i'm not saying like busy season is like the most like traumatic thing in my life but it's like <laughs> it's pretty much it's tolling on the body that like yeah. going back into society it's like oh right like i have to like function without worrying about being productive for 80 hours a week you know like it's just like you need a break it's like I'm reading this book actually. I have it right next to me actually. It's called Goodbye Again by Johnny Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm making a point during AAPI Heritage Month to only read Asian American and Pacific Islander books. Um, and he literally is talking about pr- productivity and how if he has a moment of reprieve from anything, he's like itching to be productive. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and that's what happens with my brain like post the season where I get super anxious. 
and like super depressed that like I turn into like I don't know just like a monster I'm like I need to do shit and a part of me is like no you don't (laughs) so it's like it's a constant battle so once I find my balance again I'll be all right (laughs) it's such a hard your brain because your brain versus like your soul wants two different things it's it's pulling two different ways and then that's when I isolate myself I'm like I can't let me just like let me figure my shit out before I like deal with the other people you know yeah I've been um the book that I've been reading is all about like cognitive learning and like our like are the neuroscience behind learning and how it attaches to our guys I love this stuff like I love brain science um and it's interesting because that book talks about it too like how your brain the simplest way to think about it is your brain is the most happiest like your brain is the most happy when you are in process of achieving something makes sense like just like a computer is the most happy when it's like actually actually doing something doing its job like your brain is like that so when you stop doing that your brain starts to that's usually when your brain starts to think like oh i have to be thinking about something so let me think about all the crap that's sitting back here that you don't want it to think about it's so bad when like i'm like mentally ill to begin with and also like i'm like a fucking gemini so like i get easily bored so it's like a triple threat (laughs) so it's like i gotta keep doing something it's interesting. I've been trying to tap into a lot more like um, that the concept of like making decisions and then not looking back on my decisions. To, like, help. Oh, do you overthink after you make a decision? Yeah. Or like I like won't make a decision. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Or that. Yeah. That's or also that, a, a byproduct. Yeah. So, like I'll like <laughs> the times when I'm most I like started to notice like the times when I'm most productive are the times when I just make decisions and don't like linger in them. Yeah, and you I just shouldn't. like do it, and then I feel like then you feel really good about it, and then it's over, and you feel like you accomplished something, and that's great. But then, like sometimes, if I make a de- especially if times when I make a decision that I know like isn't, I don't want to say isn't a good decision, but like when I actively make decisions to do things that are not going to make me productive, then yeah. I all in like the well, why did you make that choice? Like blah 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 blah. And I I think it's really frustrating that our our society has like made us into these beings that really literally feel like they always have to be doing something yeah (laughs) really really frustrating yeah and so it's this like i don't know and i do i agree with you like i get super bored after a while but like sometimes you literally just need to do nothing oh yeah to just your body yeah your body can't handle anymore and like you can be doing something without doing something that's going to be overwhelming on your body right like you can be going for a walk or sitting outside like you're still doing something um Uh but it drives it drives me kind of crazy that i'm i'm getting to the point like, you start to get to the point where, like, you can't. I think this is why kids are so obsessed with their phones. Like, they can't just do nothing. Like, they literally can't not have, like, any type of stimulation. So I hate when I get like that. When I start <clears> to be like, all right, I can't even sit still. I can't just, like, sit there. Not do anything. Which is why, like, I have, I really have to get, I've been really bad. I haven't been doing my, uh, like, as much as my meditative yoga practice as I normally yeah. would do. Yeah. But it's really hard because you have to, you have to constantly be checking yourself in it and like constantly trying to not yeah our society is so bad (laughs) period just just bad it it is so bad it's so hard and i was yeah i like i like meditated for a hot minute i like couldn't do it for more than like two minutes or something i because i literally it's literally just sitting there i literally just sat 
and just like close my eyes. I was like, all right, you're going to do this. Even if it's like for a minute, if you open your eyes in a minute, at least you did something or did yeah. nothing. Really, it's you, doing nothing. You, you don't watch Bob's Burgers, right? Not, no. I've only seen a few episodes here and there. So they, I love this show because they do a lot of like life is very relevant. It's funny, but haha, because it's true kind of stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> they really pissed me off in one, because you know how I am. Uh, and they did like an episode on like where they like tapped into meditation and they made it seem like it was the easiest thing in the world. Of course. Be so angry. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, I feel like, and even now it's becoming like more mainstream and we tell people like, Oh, you need to meditate. Like, but do they know what that means? Right. And like the benefits are amazing. The benefits are amazing, but it takes people lifetimes to actually like master doing it. And, like, yeah. even on days when I feel like, oh, like, that was nice, like, I still wasn't actually doing it. Like, yeah, like, right, exactly. The whole point of it is for you to, like, tap into that higher power and be, like, fully present. And, like, it's not like it's not like you're turning down it's or, like, so taking hard. a nap. It's, like. It's hard being fully present. Like, that's that's the so whole funny. issue. <laughs> so, you, you, you've taken a yoga class before, right? Like, okay, I've taken, like online youtube tutorial like yoga classes so like there's a at the end of a yoga class the concept of shavasana Mm -hmm. it literally translates to like dip like you're practicing being dip like that's what shavasana bless you know (laughs) as a mentally ill person bless that's the idea of what it is you're prepared the whole concept of it is like you did all of your work and you're preparing now for like what comes next like you're releasing your body Uh and letting your Letting your soul just go. And so many people, again, don't practice. And I was, I have fallen to this sometimes too. Like, so many people don't understand, like, you don't just, like, go to sleep. Like, a lot of people do just go to sleep, but you don't just, like, (laughs) go to sleep. Yeah. Like, this interesting state of being that I never can, like, tell people about. I had, they have to experience it. So I was giving a yoga class to, like, like, some of the freshmen that I work with. Mm -hmm. And, because they were doing a show and they were all exhausted. And we went like through a whole class and we were in Shavasana. And it was so funny because there's always one person when I teach the class who like can't come out of it on their own. Like they mm. literally need to be woken up. And mm-hmm. I like went over and was like, everyone woke up and was like looking at her and she looked like she looked like she was dead. Like she looked like she was dead. <laughs> and like I tapped her on the leg. And yeah. like it took her a hot second to like come out of it. And she, uh-huh. like, looked at me, and she was, like, that was the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me before. And I was, like, tell us about it. Like, what happened? Nice. And she was, yeah. like, I was, a, like, I was awake. And, like, everyone was in class, and we were there. And she was, like, and I heard you calling me, but I couldn't, like, wake up. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, like, this, that's, like, like, and that's what a meditative state is. Like, like you're in this, you're actually, like, living in your mm-hmm. subconscious for a little bit. Mm. And you're, like, out of your but body. she did but it right. Well, there. Right. Yeah. I mean, she didn't know what was going on. Of they, course, I mean, but like it's also like real. It's much easier to get to that place when you're kind of like exhausted because then you you literally start to shut you down. Literally, yeah, this is still going. So I think that helped her. But it was funny because she was like, I didn't. She was like, it was a little scary because like I couldn't. Especially if she didn't know what she was doing. Right. Or like, she was like what was happening? She's like, I I felt you like on like my like touch my leg and like I heard your voice, but I couldn't. It took me a second to come out of it. Like that's the that's you like tapping into that and like it's uh, like 
being really, really exhausted is like a way sometimes we get into like hallucinogenic, like it's <laughs> yeah. kind of weird out of body experience. Yeah. But like that's the point when the reason why it's so beneficial is because your body yeah. goes into sleep mode and starts doing all the regeneration and all the stuff really mm. in that moment. But like your brain is starting to process things mm-hmm. and you're detaching from it. So it's, and it doesn't, it's not a, like an easy thing to do. It is really beneficial. But the episode of Bob's Burgers made it seem like, oh, Bob did it in, like, his first try, and he felt great, and he was a totally different person. And you wish. Yeah, like, oh people, like, it's not that hard. Or, like, it's not that hard. It's not that easy. That's the no, thing. It's like, yeah, I can say I meditated for a minute, but, like, really, I was just, like, trying to practice being present. <laughs> like Right, which is hard enough in and of itself. But that's why I like this book that I'm reading, because it talks a lot more about, like, the, obviously, it goes into, like, the biology of, like, neurons and how your brain works and all this really cool stuff. But it talks a lot about, like, the key to like your life success like the, you getting the most out of a le- your life that you want is to be able to learn how to master your mind and master your thinking so yeah, i'm that makes trying sense. to like really even crap that i don't want to do where my inner voice is like oh, i don't want to make the choice like i know i have to do something like crazy good this week and this just do it i literally just tell myself like no you made a decision like shut up like, okay, yeah just do it it's really it's really just rewiring your process it's really fucking annoying yeah. i was talking to a couple of friends uh the other day and um they're having like, like it's just the you know the 20s like being in the, your 20s it's just like such a fucking hard decade anyway um just like you know managing anxiety and like decision making and all that shit i was like you just gotta do it like at one point you just have to like shut up and just be like i just do it you know or like just even just like it sounds stupid to say it, but like it works like pep talks to yourself every morning. You're like, no, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so like I was telling them it's about it. It's not stupid though, because if you it's don't not, say no. it to yourself, other shit's gonna get in there whether you want it to or not. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, like, I, I phrase it like it sounds stupid because like being someone that came from that like mindset, it sounds stupid. <laughs> well, yeah. And also, are you maybe I don't know if you're anything like me, but when I give myself a pep talk, I'm much better at it now. But yeah. if somebody else tries to give me a pep talk, don't I'm a talk to me. Be like, no, 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 no. I'm like, don't fucking talk to me. I don't take compliments well. I nope. don't give pep talks well. No, nope. I don't take any of that. And I like, and yeah, <laughs> I do it better to myself now. I can listen to my own because I believe my own voice because I, yeah, same. You know what I mean? Like I've gotten to that point where I can actually believe the things that I say, which is mm-hmm. dangerous when I start to say bad stuff. But when somebody <laughs> else, and I know this of myself, and I like, and there was there was a moment when we were talking to. Dan and I have people that we work with who we're in partnership with, and they're like, they like kind of coach us, and they're like our friend mm-hmm. boarders, right? Mm-hmm. And I can feel it in myself. And like, I noticed like the very, like one of the very first times that they were like pep talking and saying all these good things, I like felt, you know, me and my body language, I felt yeah. myself literally be like, like crawl into yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like recoiling. Yeah. And I like <laughs> noticed it, and I was like, oh my gosh. And like, I could feel like my face starting to shrivel. Yeah. I, like, I had to like stop and be like, oh my goodness, I am so sorry. Like, I'm not doing this because you're saying anything. I just don't know how to do this well. <laughs> but, like, in my head, I'm just saying like a bunch of crap about like the BS of why this is being said and like saying, yeah, it's undoing everything that you're saying to me right now. But please know I'm trying to get better at being. Yeah. No, I, I get it's just cringeworthy to me still. I'm just like, please don't, don't. <laughs> but I don't know. It's like ta- so wait, curious well, <laughs> where it comes from. Well, I talk to Ashley about this all the time. I'm like, I hope no, no one, I don't want anyone to perceive me ever. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> say nothing. <laughs> just, I'm not here. Like, don't, oh, like, one. don't say my name. Like, that freaks me out sometimes too. I'm like, oh, I exist as a person. So then when people are like, 
perceiving me as doing a good job or a bad job I'm like oh like this is weird you know that's how I feel so like whenever like work evaluations come and like it's literally just half an hour of someone just talking about me to me I'm just like please stop <laughs> can I just read it and then have us can I sign it and then right please? and then just like give me my evaluation form and let's yeah just like I, I read it I have no questions can we end this meeting <laughs> like I, I it's just it's so so that's where my that's my mindset I'm like please don't perceive me I will perceive myself and I'll give myself a pep talk <laughs> if need be <laughs> I would rather be criticized mm-hmm. than than praised yeah yeah me too and tell I me tell me what like, tell me like the bad stuff which is so comfort, bad right which is so bad I'm right more comfortable which doesn't say a lot about like yeah no it our, doesn't say our much. growing up time but like <clears throat> right, right. A comfortable state to take criticism and just deal with it and I feel like also when people it, throw yeah. compliments and this is probably not like necessarily a good thing either but like when people throw compliments, I and this is a big part of what I'm trying to work on in the way that I give feedback about dance as well, specifically, mm-hmm. people give such generic compliments oh or like God, yeah. things that I feel like you can just literally roll the dice and then compliment here's... on this, right? Like yeah. it's not something that I've like done. You know what I mean? So, uh-huh. but when people give me like a critique or and I don't mm-hmm. like critiques, I feel like there's a difference between criticism and feedback. Criticism is like feedback is is a much better word. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, feedback is like trying yeah, to work work it. feedback. It's it's right, like yeah. for work for me. It's like it's feedback. It's not a criticism of like right. my personality or There's, work. There whatever. should be an yeah. opinion involved. It should be like based off of something, right? Right. It's not yeah, correct. Yeah. I feel like ahead. when I get feedback, it gives me something to focus on and improving, which is like a really big driving goal that I like I constantly want to be improving as a person. So I feel like that like I can attach to that and I'm okay with it being a not necessarily a negative thing because feedback doesn't have to be negative, but like no, it's just like he- not being a fluffy compliment because I can do something about it I feel like the, fluffy compliment. <laughs> yeah I don't know how to deal with compliments but um it's taken me even just getting feedback has taken me a while to to be fine with like my first couple of years like working like I'd be like oh like I suck at my job like this sucks like but no it's because I it was my first second year working right, and right. I didn't do like I didn't know anything so now feedback is more like oh they can see my potential it's just like here's the next step like you know right, I take I, it that way yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. so hard to <clears throat> I had to rethink the way that I saw and understood what feedback was because yeah. the reason why I could inter interchange criticism and feedback is because mm-hmm. the dance world was straight criticism there was especially oh, the I'm younger sure. like at a young it, it was a lot less like the intended goal like when you're talking about feedback right and somebody actually wanting to guide you to develop yourself as a person it's usually like a directed end goal that's for your benefit and like Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily know what the outcome is but like you see the trajectory of development and like you're trying to bring out the best person right that's how i see real feedback as being correct it's just like your mentor telling you all right you're on the right track here's the next step it's literally by like the mentee right like it's guided by yeah. it's not like the mentors trying to dictate what they want to get out of you like the mentee no it's whatever you produce yeah that path is right yeah um but that's not what happens in the dance world a lot of the times at least in the young, younger a little older it's a little different but for the youth experience a lot of it is like we expect a very specific outcome from you and if you don't hit that image we're going to just criticize you for it like this it's is just what like you're not doing the fundamentals and stuff right. like yeah. it, the, the, it's blatant criticism and then it's like oh well if you don't look like this this is my opinion of you because of that Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just with any I'll say even like my 
first year like a first year if you're coming in as an entry level just like job I feel like you just need the fundamentals and if you're not hitting those fundamentals then that's straight just like you have to do this but yeah difference in like you have to do this because we have a bigger rubric that says like this is Mm. what's needed for you to get here versus like Uh my opinion of where you are not there yet okay okay, okay. you know what I mean like there is there is no subtle difference and there is no overarching body that actually says like yay or nay it's very yeah. everyone's opinion because it's an art form. True. So it took me a long time to have to understand that, like, you shouldn't, like, and this is with anything, right? You shouldn't just look at something and be like, this is good or this is bad, and then just not say anything because then they attach, people choose whether they are good or bad based on what you're saying. So instead of saying, like, oh, that was beautiful, I try to say, like, you did this well, which made this look like, like, trying to be more specific in the feedback. More specific, I'm yeah, agree. And, like, even if, like, and, like, okay, so this didn't work out for you. Like, what happened? Maybe we should try it this way. Like, trying to be more, It's like, opening up the dialogue. Right. And, like, being more specific, right? Yeah. And, like, letting the person who is taking the feedback kind of pick and choose and run with things. Mm-hmm. And it took me a really long time to do that when I was so used to hearing, like, no, this is bad and this is good. And <laughs> that's the... I've been, um, I think I had brought this up in like a previous episode mm-hmm. where we were talking about like the um, very direct statements of like telling your kid like they're bad or they're good, yeah, you're yeah. stupid or you're smart. Yeah. Um, I feel like I heard a lot of that growing in different like places growing up and it was always in comparison to something else, which is where like, perfect example, there was a lot of like, my brother was smart and by comparison, I was stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like this person did something this really well, and by comparison, I was less than. And like, it or you know, it's 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 funny. Sorry, it's funny because it can go either way. Like, so and so is stupid. Like, not, I don't say stupid, but like not smarter than you. Like, and then mentally for me, it's like, oh, then I should keep up. Like, I should keep this up, which right. then like, this takes the same thing. toll. Right. Yeah, but it still takes and the same toll. And it, like, goes back to the same thing. Like within issues within genders right this person yeah. this person's pretty or this person's not as pretty as you or mm-hmm. like and it's like very very heavily loaded words that are not unpacked <laughs> yeah. and then we like attach to them and then when someone starts to use those as like like when someone just gives you straight compliment without like any comparison or like just based off of you like right in the moment you're like okay <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> right and then, i guess yeah what you brought up a really good point it's like the matter of wondering like do you not do i do i not believe it's true because there's no comparison for me to like actually look at and be like nope i can you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. i know what you mean it's just when someone's just like oh you're smart and i'm like what but versus somebody being like oh you're smarter than this person then i can look at that person and be like well that person's not smart so great and that you're like yeah because x you know xyz you whatever know what I mean? like there's nothing for my you. brain to like attach to to actually believe in which is like another greater thing right it's like connects all the way back to like you shouldn't have to see something to believe it you should have to make those comparisons to believe it so now when people give me compliments I try really hard to be like take a deep breath and be like thank you <laughs> just not say anything else and not look really <laughs> so cringy um <laughs> there was a tiktok video <laughs> this relates to this um they took like it was just a stupid it was a stupid analogy it's not really stupid actually it was really revealing it was like all right if i take my phone and i take it out of the screen does my phone still exist like object permanence right like right, duh, right. obviously it still exists but then she flipped it she was like 
all right if someone says like i love you and then they leave do they still love you and then sometimes like people are like no they don't like emotional permanence like yeah right and uh, and this is like just going back to like people saying like oh you're really pretty or you're really smart like do they when they leave and they don't say that like do you still feel that way like it just took me to a spiral the other day I was like oh, mind blown I was like oh my god so like taking compliments Ooh, okay can we go back <laughs> yeah we can we can we can unpack this right but like How- just going back to your whole compliment thing this is why I don't take compliments well because it's like if you don't tell me this consistently I don't believe it right and, and then all of a sudden like, all of a sudden yeah that means one of that means like words of affirmation are one of your love languages yeah it's like my second <laughs> um because I know it's for me too um but yeah you want to go back and unpack that because okay, I just remembered we, this video okay, so wait can you did you make up the term emotional permanence or no they did what, like, whatever video that was yeah. can we make it like a thing because I need we need to define this okay I was like do you want me, do you want me to google it while you unprocess or unpack stuff I'll google it yeah for you. Like, because if you think about, um, okay, so let's take object permanence, right? Which is literally what you were talking about in relation to it. It's if an object is not in your sight and you cannot see it, it does not exist, right? It's like that mm-hmm. thing that babies deal with. Yeah, they're like, they literally said like, you know, obviously it exists unless you're like an infant or a golden retriever. Literally, that's verbatim what she right. said. I have to send out you that sight, video. Out of sight, out of mind. Stop. Right. And she's like, you're, but you're not. If you're watching the video, you're probably not. So like, you know, that exists. But then she went on and was like, all right, if someone says I so love you, but then they leave. The equivalent of that in an emotional sense would be if someone, if it's not actually being like shown or demonstrated Oops. in some way, it doesn't exist. Or even just told. I think her whole point was just like being told like a, that the, the, yeah the physical I'm aspect literally of gonna send sure, you this video relevant with like physical and act like you know what i mean the other like, yeah yeah of, the other but i think for her purpose of like, that video but, it was just like verbally no, like, i mm-hmm. i understand i'm yeah. just this is literally so true mind-blowing isn't it my brain works is that if it's not in the moment if i don't hear it see it mm-hmm. with one especially with emotion right and then that's what mm-hmm. sucks too right if you think about this explains so many things yeah. if you think about people who are only used to receiving any form of attention right or consider attention as love right the misconstruing of negative attention being some type of form of love and then transposing that into like a toxic relationship and being okay with it because you're getting some type of attention yeah the the it. codependency of like uh yeah getting it's that like what is present and that's what you've convoluted into it's a sign of love because it's there and it exists versus you feeling thinking it like right or versus you facing the reality of being like oh there is no love here and having to deal with the pain of that mm-hmm. yeah and just like it, my brain up right now. yeah it's just like an instant gratification whatever like you're yeah I, I know what you mean you're holding I have to, to it for dear life I have to send I have to find it I, I sorry I was like looking through my tiktok I can't find it right now but I'll have to send it to you because like it was I'm just so mind share it with this the episode yeah, yeah. I did just quickly Google emotional permanence. Uh, emotional permanence. Um, it there's no like defines like there's no like dictionary.com like definition, but there are just different articles talking about it. So it's it's basically the same thing where it's like, um, emotional permanence is the ability to understand that emotions continue to exist even when they cannot be observed. So it's literally like object permanence, like but emotionally. To, right. The number way to like. My the first thing that comes to my brain when you bring up the idea is like when you love somebody, right, or, mm-hmm. and they pass away, that love doesn't just go away. Right. No. Yeah. 
but I think that's uh, for some reason that's easier to understand because the person's not here right but the person's not here like so you can just give attention kind of thing. right because you can't like they can't yeah. they can't physically do it anymore so it's like your brain is just like no but they you still love them you know it's the memories of them I think it's harder for people because people are still here and you still have relations with people and if they don't actively do something you're just like what the fuck like you know I feel like COVID's been such a good <clears throat> at least for me personally I can speak for everybody but like being somebody who struggles with that I feel like being in a situation where you're like we're in our whole society is about like being in everyone's face as much as possible to show that you're there and you care um when the world takes a step in a different direction and you don't have the choice to do that in certain ways anymore you have forced to change realizing like yeah like you have to start <laughs> realizing like oh no no like this person like we still have a relationship and i still care about this person it's just that like things are it has to look different than it did mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right and like i mean yeah no that makes sense like especially during covid like yeah that probably is how my brain went like i'm i'm much better at it now yeah like i don't get mad at people for not texting or showing up or like yeah i like i don't yeah. i also have shrunk in my circle a lot in the last yeah that helps that helps too <laughs> in the last year or two and not even like, and it's not to say like i don't want to say like i don't care about more like people it's just that but like, you have you stopped have... i've stopped expecting <laughs> or like needing any type of emotion from like there are like only like four or five people that i really actually care about having a connection with everybody yeah else. otherwise like, like i love that i would love it if we could but like it's not going to be devastating to me if we don't and i think i've been really i've tried really hard to be better about only kind of like attaching myself to that emotional relationship with the people who i know are going to reciprocate yeah no because yeah i mean i just i feel like when we were younger it was complete opposite <laughs> And it's like this was like a this was a moment where it was like you have to figure either you figure this out or like you just get left high and dry through COVID and yeah feel like it's something that you've done and like having a minimal like just a small friend circle anyway is probably beneficial for I want to say the both of us I can't say for everyone because like we only have so much of ourselves to give anyway <laughs> it's it's very. I don't know. It's very interesting. It's so much more calm to be on the other side of that um, <laughs> and not worrying about it. Like they're like for perfect example, one of the people who's going to be coming on as a guest in the, in mm-hmm. the show soon um, is my friend Dara. And we, and I will, like, I literally, we had a very brief time like in each other's lives because of the way that our lives worked. Um, but I do consider her a friend because we made a connection like instantly. And we had conversations with each other that either, like, both of us had probably never had with other people before. And we still, like, have these conversations every once in a while. Like, once in a blue moon, we'll have to, like, talk. Um, but that still, like, it's important and still matters to me, right? And mm-hmm. I don't feel like I need to be, like, constantly worrying about, oh, my gosh, I didn't text. Like, even somebody else or somebody that I was talking to from school who, like, again, really good, like, we were close when we were together and now we aren't together anymore. So we just have like casual conversations and yeah. even my friend, you, my friend Joy has to come on this. My Joy hasn't come on the show yet. Right. I don't think no, so. No. Joy has to come on the show. She, I can't even call her my friend cause she's literally my sibling. Um, <laughs> but I've known her since we were almost like nine. Right. When we, when I moved to town, like I've known her since yeah. I was nine. 
and we went through some shit <laughs> as kids. And she lives in like all over the states and mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff going on in both of our lives. And like she texted me and I texted her back and then we were starting a conversation. And I didn't text her back for three days and she was like, Don't worry, love. Like this is what we do. Like we text, yeah. we can text and like all that matters yeah. is that we're in communication with each other. And it doesn't when you can hit a point where you have a friendship where like space and time don't exist interfere yeah and yeah. you can just be friends and whatever happens happens um it is the most beautiful thing in the world yeah and it's, it's one less be- burden really yeah and you can literally feel connected to people without like worrying about being like you know what, it's a different sensation. no i know i mean how to explain. it's no i i get like it because I, no, I get it because I used to be that person where like if someone didn't text me it was like instantaneously. Like I'd be like, "What the f- is is this?" Like what? Like because like I'm literally for me, my mentality was like, "All right, I'm texting you inst- instantly back." Like what? Like what could they possibly be doing if they literally just texted me five seconds ago and then just left me on whatever? But with the rewiring of my brain and like figure out my mental illness, it's like people have fucking lives. Like if they want to talk to you, they'll talk to you. Like, you know, whatever. So when it comes to like friends and like them not answering for three days, like three days or whatever, like I don't care because I get it now. So it's like it depends yeah, on the other person. <laughs> I have gotten so bad at that now. At what? At Okay, so I was just having this conversation with one of the people that I was talking about just now. Yeah. And uh, we were having a full-on conversation about how neither one of us, like, looks at our phone. Yeah, like, like yeah. Like, press the care. Like, and, like, not mad about just being, like, this is funny, but, like, we're starting to a conversation that we started, like, four days ago because yeah. neither one of us look at our phone enough. Um, but, but I was I was saying how I don't, and that, and I have guilt about this. Oh, my God. This is why I hate <laughs> our society so much. I am very much whatever I'm doing in the moment I want to be there. Like, I don't like being distracted by technology. Like, it drives me. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And because I'm constantly, like, doing stuff throughout the day, that requires me to not only, like, give 100% of my attention and energy to people, but I also do have to play with technology through all of that. I will see a message and literally choose to not engage with it. I I have maybe three unreads right now or like I I you know I get the notification I just like all right do this later or whatever I yep. leave it I leave them undelivered because like and I used to again I used to be the one to be like oh, oh I see, saw a message I need, a, iPhone, I need so I, your iPhone gives you away that's another reason why I don't want <laughs> well okay <laughs> anyways so I see them like before before I was mentally very un, like unstable I would see the message. I don't care if I was in a bad mood or if I was not even 100% paying attention. I would instantly message them back. And that's not good for anyone, really, honestly. Now, if I see it, I don't feel like answering because I'm not in the mood or if I don't want to continue that conversation. I'll just leave them until I have the fucking energy to do it. Yeah, and that was me this morning. I got back to you literally, and I I kid you not, an entire week's worth of text messages that I like just wasn't responding. And it's not like a... Because then that gets overwhelming in itself, too. And you have to play a fine line with yourself. It's, it's like, how many unreads? It's like, how many unreads do I go until I hit that fine line and then I go insane? Right. <laughs> and it's frustrating because I, it's not something that you feel like you can have the space to do when it's like 
people that work with you or like that like are my clients text me. I feel like I can't. Yeah, if it's a work obligation, obviously. But I that's got a whole really, story. really, really good at setting like specific work hours for myself where like if a client texts me and like I can't answer back until eight o'clock, I'm not answering back that day. Yeah. Like, and I have to set those boundaries for myself. And I honestly, I literally, my mother gets mad at me all the time. So like the time when my, the, the, the morning when my father had his like hurt, like, major God. heart attack issue yeah. situation. I don't put I don't leave my phone on overnight. Dude. I can't. <laughs> okay. I cannot. I cannot leave my phone on overnight because So you turn will, it off overnight? I'll hear it in my sleep and I will go to the worst place. Like do you put it on silent or do you turn it off off? No, no, it's off. Bless. Okay. You're one of the off. very few Every people night. if and in the Dan world to do this. I'm a, I use a separate phone for my alarm. Like doesn't have service. So, like, your mother was probably pissed. Right. So, wait. Yeah. So, it's gotten to the point now where she calls me, and then she calls Dan, obviously, because his phone of is course. always on. Yeah. And then Dan has to wake up and do it. <laughs> Poor Dan. Um, but, like, that's the boundary you chose to put up. Whatever. Fine. And I started doing that years ago because I know that if I don't do that, I'm not going to sleep. I will stay on my phone. I will look through stuff. I'll be texting people. Like, I will do that up until 2 in the morning, and I cannot survive doing that now to answer everybody's question right with the question that i get all the time which is like mm -hmm. what happens in the case of emergency like i'm sorry i'm sorry but and maybe this will be different when i have kids right and i have like dependents and people That's who what they all say yeah worry yeah. about but like what used to happen before we had cell phones and before we had landlines like people figure it out and find out the next day like and and fair I, I just don't and I, I and this is coming from somebody who literally feels like they're the last I literally just found out that one of my cousins pregnant I'm, I'm always the last person to know everything in my family like always like the good clearly news. so like this comes from the person who like always feels like they're missing the information and it's not because I keep my phone off at night nothing ever happens then but mm -hmm. I can't do it. I can't keep my phone on at night because then I'll constantly be like, oh, my God, did I? I'll wake up in the middle of the night. Even, I'll be here thinking that I hear it ringing when it's not. I get it <laughs> because I, when my alarm goes off, sometimes I'm like checking my notifications to see if I missed anything. Right. No, that's terrible. Which was, is like anxiety, anxiety inducing in itself. So I can't, I just, that's the one so thing. So you really, you really have a separate phone for your. Oh, yeah. I use like my old cell phone for my alarm. Get an alarm clock. No, I hate the sound of those. I can't do oh. it. I used to have one of the ones that was like attached <laughs> an iPod to you, and it used to like yeah, music. like the speaker things, and um, you would play a song, and it would whatever. Yeah, but now I don't. Now I, I now I now I just use an old phone. I don't care. You're literally probably one out of like a million. Dude, I can't. This is. I try to tell people all the time that I was born in the wrong timeline. Like yeah, I'm, not, yeah, I'm yeah. not meant to be doing yeah. this. I'm no. really not meant to be doing. I in a hundred no. know it. And I'm dealing with it. But I was a child. Like, I should be in my 70s or 80s right now and ready to move on with my life. Uh, yeah, to your next existence. life. <laughs> I am not I'm not meant to be. One of my students the other day was, like, asking me about, like, saying, are we, what What generation are we? Millennials. We are. Okay, cool. I never can get it straight. Wait, can, can I pause before you go? Did you know that <laughs> this was an article again? Um, the millennials born in the 80s. So it's like the millennial time span is like if you're born from like 1980 or something to like 97 or something, whatever it is, right? The okay. people that 
the millennials born in the 80s they're <laughs> these people were calling them geriatric millennials and i started dying <laughs> ouch <laughs> like ouch <laughs> like straight up ouch like i'm not even but ouch no, same i'm not even but i'm like that's fucking <laughs> <laughs> that's rude Anyways, go so on. Rude. It was literally on Twitter, and everyone was making a meme out of it. I was like, and they were like, "So I'm a geriatric millennial. This is bullshit." I just started laughing. I literally would give up. I would just yeah. I'd be like, like "I'm out. Peace out." Like what generation I am. So anyway, so we're millennials. Like, go on. Asking me these questions, like apparently there's a bunch of stuff on TikTok about like millennials. You know how. Yeah, yeah. You're not really into TikTok. Attached, I am to all of this. Yeah. Um, he was asking me all of these questions about like this is what millennials are defined as. Like, do you do this? Do you do this? Do you do this? Do you do this? And like, I was super not paying attention. I was just kind of like letting them go. And I, I kept saying like, I didn't know that this is what we were talking about, but they were just asking me all of these questions. And I was like, no, I don't do any of those things. And they were like, are you actually a millennial? And I was like, what? No, I'm a- and like, you don't do any of the, like none of these like millennial things like relate to you. And I was like, guys, I was born in the wrong generation. Clearly. Like, and like, I mean, the, and then again, kids like to put people uh, not just Gen well, Z, because no, just like kids and de- kids in general. They like to def- no, that's they like their, to define like, teenagers, their, right? That's why they they yeah. like to define things. But after like the right. conversation, I was like going back and like ruminating on all of this stuff. I'm like, oh my god, this is not my friend. Yeah, you're not supposed to be here. Technology is not really your friend, honestly. No, no. I just I just can't believe. That you turn off your phone. Like, I just can't. I just. And, and because I'm so. And now it's funny, guys, because Maria's going to be like up till two o'clock one day and she's going to be like, I don't believe that she actually shuts her phone off and she's going to call me and it's going to go straight to voicemail. And she's going to be like, no. I'm no. I, I, number one, no. I will not call. <laughs> I, I refuse to call anyone past midnight. Nope, not even past midnight. If I it's like 10 p.m. I feel like the only. Honestly, okay. If there is some situation that happens. Like if I am dying after eleven o'clock, people can I figure it out. Then you call anyway. You should be calling the ambulance. Correct. Be calling nine one one is more likely the the first thing that you should be doing. Yes, and you're just gonna hear the the story afterwards. And the I I'm sorry, but also in an emergency situation, there's nothing that I can do to make a difference anyway. That's the only yeah. time you're calling me is if it's an emergency. It's just gonna stress me out and make me sick. And then, being the person that I am, I'm just gonna feel guilty about the fact that I can't do anything, or I'll try to get to wherever I need to be at the at that time, and then I'll kill myself. So, the, <laughs> this is, this is the, Lord have mercy. This is the thought process that I've had about all of this. And in my mind, as my my last decision was, well, none of that seems worth it. So, mm-hmm. well, so you're I just gonna turn off your phone. About, you guys, <clears throat> you've heard the saying that you can't. Nothing good happens after what is it? Two a.m. Right? Nothing, Literally two a.m. Yeah. Nothing good yeah. happens after two a.m. In my mind, nothing good happens after eleven p.m. I'm gonna be in bed. Honestly, I, I, it's like this. ten p.m. from the hours ten to five. <laughs> if things just, are happening just, around I, that time period. I mean, honestly, like, I'm not a normal person, so I'm going to say, like, 10 to, like, 9, because I don't get up till like, 9. <laughs> um, but from 10 to 5, you probably shouldn't be calling me. Unless, of course, it's a, like, Or text jar. me, or on my social media, or doing, and I will get I've been that person. Promise. I've been that person to text at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, and, and now I'm just, like, I can't believe that I was that person. Like and just not even an emergency, but then just just having the act of waking up to a text like that, like a fucking like SOS, like. But then I'm like, oh no, I'm fine. 
is just so anxiety inducing that I can't believe That's I did that I'm to saying, people. Right? It's yeah, no, a hundred percent. Now I'm just like, this is stupid. Let me just go to sleep and you know, yeah, do I'm whatever I gotta guys, do. But it's like you're in an emergency situation or something goes wrong. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't have you. That's a good warning. I don't, I don't have you. It's really, it's, it's there no, are and, a lot of people that are certified. Correct. Yeah. I was gonna say like there, there, there are jobs that you know there are people that have jobs that are, deal with this and they're supposed to deal with this. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, uh, you can you can tell me at nine o'clock in the morning when I wake up what happened overnight, and then I will be wherever you need me to be. What is your What is your ideal sleep situation? Oh, whatever I'm doing right now, <laughs> which is like, like no, uh, okay, like like what do you mean, like my hours or no, like no, no, just no. like if you okay, yes, too, but like if you could really really decide like to the T, like this is where I would be, this is what I would sleep on. This is like oh. what it would be like. Do you have like an ideal sleep situation? Where I would be? Like where I would be as an in part of the world where I would be? Or just no, like. I don't know. Like is there Honestly. Like, do you like when it's bright? Do you like when it's dark? Oh, I have no. You know, so. Time in the morning. Like what? It's funny because like that has also changed recently. I think you know, you've known this, but like I used to sleep with like a TV on. Yeah. White noise situation. I don't do that This is anymore. why we never did sleepovers. Because she was. You were the worst person. Oh, absolutely horrible. Like once, and I was like, no, I can't do this ever again. Horrible, because, like, I needed something. We are uh, so different. Yeah, but now, no, I'm in the complete dark now. Like, nothing. Like, I am I do still am on my, like, on my phone until I fall asleep, so that really doesn't. But that's, like, one step than, like, having a TV on all, all night. That's very true. Like, you can. It's not just constant. Yeah. So, anyway, so, I mean, now it's just, like, complete dark from, like, three to, don't wake me up before nine three to nine that's six hours it's six hours sleep. six hours that's six hours people when people are like you don't fall asleep till three i was like yeah and i don't go into work at 10 till 10 so like i'm getting six yeah, hours that's sleep fine. you're getting your you just have a different set but i always i am i have the reputation in the office to be like maria's still up to like four o'clock in the morning i'm like yeah that's true but i also get my five six hours of sleep in so i don't know why i whatever <laughs> but now it's just like that's like you and dan you and dan are the same just like give me i do like it when it's like colder i hate sleeping in the, in the heat yeah me too. i like hate that so like just give me like a big comforter and then it's like a little bit cold but not cold enough where i'm like freezing and then three to nine thank you so what about you what time do you go to sleep 10 <laughs> so <laughs> i've gotten better i can adjust i've gotten better at like staying up to like 11 and then waking up at 5.30, which is, like, you know, I still like the six hours. That's the six um, hours, yeah. I'm not I'm not a six-hour sleeper. I'm a sleeper. <clears throat> like, I need, to, I need to sleep for more hours. Um, I can adjust to six hours of sleep and be okay with it, but it really depends on what I'm doing during the day. Do if you I need like, eight? Like, do you need eight at least? Oh, I could, I could probably sleep for... Like a koala? Like... I honestly probably could sleep for us. Like, okay, so do koalas sleep long? I just made that up koalas in my sleep head. For Twenty-three hours a day. Thank you. I was like, I don't know. Um, I, I was like, I don't know if it was koala, or sloth. I don't remember what animal. And it's actually not because like they physically can't stay up longer. It's because they don't eat enough. I was like, it's because of their diet. They literally <laughs> just eat eucalyptus, and there's nothing. And there's just nothing there. <laughs> literally, like, that animal is. is there's for. their head is empty. That animal yeah. is literally just. There's nothing <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> totally have you seen those beady eyes there's nothing that there's they like cling on to whatever they're holding like um, the tree and that they're just there yeah like literally though 
Sloths move slowly but have more energy expenditure than koalas. Than koalas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyways. No, I don't I don't think I I don't think I am a koala. I think that I have a very I don't know, dude. I have a very interesting like I fluctuate all over. If I want to sleep and if I can be in a situation where I could sleep for a long time, I could easily probably sleep for like 8 hours. Here here's the thing too, right? Like <laughs> me too. <laughs> like I'm saying like I don't during the work week, I only need like 5. No, I can six. I can survive off 6. But I can survive off 4. I can't do um, that's I enough can't for you. do it for an extended period of time. No, I can't either. Because then I, I get to a, like a Saturday or Sunday where I sleep for twelve hours. Yes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, so, I and need it's to sleep. Not, which tells me, right? Like, you're not. I'm not sleeping an adequate amount then during the week. No. Um, but I survive and I feel fine. It's not an issue. But by the end of it, I'm like, the second I sit down for too long, I'm like, game over. Yeah, like, um, I sometimes I wake up earlier. Saturdays or Sundays because I got enough sleep throughout the week that my body's yeah. like, all right, you can get up like your normal yeah. time. Yeah. Or like so even earlier. My biggest issue that I've noticed, and this is like a sensitivity thing that I have, um, I'm very, and I always have been very, very sensitive to dehydration. Okay. So, same. You literally. And my blood sugar. Most, yeah. You become the most dehydrated in your sleep. Also, is it true? I don't know if you're going to know this. It, something, again, I saw online. You, the people that wake up constantly at like three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning is because their blood sugar is low, and your body shocks you awake. Have you um, heard this? No, mine's usually my bladder that shocks me awake because I have to pee, but I've never heard of the. Yeah, Google it. Google it in your spare time, but that makes sense because I go to sleep sometimes <laughs> starving. <laughs> Stupid of me, really. And your body's literally like, "Yo, if you don't feed me, bad stuff." Or like, "Yo, are you alive?" And it shocks you awake, and then I'm. That's when I get like when I wake up at three o'clock in the morning after only being asleep for like half an hour i'm like wide awake because my body's like oh, i've never had that happen i've never heard of that so i know now, that, like, so now i do eat like you know a snack or whatever like a couple hours before i go to sleep and i like sleep throughout the night i'm like oh, fuck, was that alive? <laughs> maybe i'm like yeah so i know if i if i don't go <clears throat> if i don't eat enough before i go to bed i do get woke woken up kind of like early and i have to like eat something mm-hmm. i know the same thing happens well my dad is a diabetic Hmm. my diabetes is still like not <laughs> it is also so my father is a type 1 diabetic and his was a late onset um when he was 30 and type 1 usually skips a generation oh okay but based on like environmental factors it's always like EMI dormant or something and it can pop up whenever so mm-hmm. I've been tested for like diabetes for forever and ever and ever and I show all of like the signs of being a type 1 in terms of like yeah the amount of time I go to the bathroom, like cholesterol levels, all that fun stuff. Um, so I've always like watched, like paid very close attention to my dad and been being like, I wonder what of these are similarities. Um, but my dad has to eat something at like 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and then stay up a little bit later. Like we always, we make fun of him. We tell him like he has midnight snacks. He literally has to has eat to. something. Has to. Um, because it's been so long since he's eaten and sleeping. He's like insulin. And he needs something overnight or he wakes up with like the sweats. And he's like all the stuff that you're talking about with like your blood, your, uh, your blood, blood sugar or something levels, or whatever. Um, your blood pressure. They're all, they're connected. Um, yeah. But I know he has that. So I wouldn't be surprised if like that was like an actual thing. If your blood pressure gets too low, your body is like, okay, hello, what's going on? <laughs> you want to do something? Live in there. Yeah. Like she <laughs> needs something. Um, 
Of course, I don't listen to my body. Mine's usually my bladder, though, if I wake. If I, and that's how I know, right? If I, on the days when I'm really tired, I don't wake up. Okay. I, I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I have to pee. Yeah. Um, but no, I usually don't. But my, okay, so I have learned. Yeah. Over time, I have to get Dan to one day take a picture of me sleeping and we can share it with everybody who watches this podcast. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Why are you like dead? Do you look dead? Yes. Oh my God. I, I, when I sleep, like I said, my energies like fluctuate, guys. I can be like all the way up here or like literally below zero. And when I sleep, it's below zero. But I need, I'm very specific about the way that I need to sleep. It needs to be pitch black. I agree with you on that because I'm yeah. easily overstimulated by things. I also need it to be either really quiet or I need to have like some type of white noise. White noise. Yeah. And now I've gotten like the white noise is a necessity because we've had our air purifier for a couple of months now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really good because it drowns out whatever sound. And Dan stays up till like two, three in the morning too. He's a night person. Yeah. Um, it drowns out whatever noise he's making or like the cats are making because if I hear anything, mm-hmm. anything in my sleep, I'm awake. Yeah. Okay. So that's like my, I need, I would like to, <laughs> I tell Dan all the time that I'm really, really waiting for the day where they figure out how to put us like safely to sleep in bath, like water baths. Okay. Because Keep going. <laughs> like, you know how you see in like the sci-fi movies where like people are submerged in water and like they're still alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, water is my healing. Like water heals me. Like that's the thing that does the best for making me feel better and rejuvenated. So and because I constantly need to go to the bathroom and I'm constantly Is it also because you're a water sign? I don't quote me on this. I'm not I am. Yeah, that makes you're... a lot of sense. I never thought about this before. <laughs> Again, I'm not I don't I, I'm not I gonna say I don't cancer. I'm not gonna say I don't subscribe to astrology, but I just know the very, very, very oh, guys, basic I should do way more than I actually do but that would make a hell of a lot of sense good point thank you um but yeah so I feel like my perfect scenario and then the thought of this makes me very claustrophobic and scared that I would die instantly but I know that my perfect scenario would be like I told all this to Dan not too long ago too um able to like float without being completely submerged in water it's like me with like as some type of source of oxygen so that I don't I would be the Wait, one there are, that would drown myself in a bath but, like that. Like a, but there is there is there are those like water therapy. I know. You know what I'm I talking know. about that's why I'm waiting for the day but when that's they what you want real. but in a bed. Right. This whole conversation I had this conversation with Dan the other day. I was like I want them to make like water beds a thing and he like looked at me and he was like they are they a are thing. thing. But like, like you no, meant like no, like no no no. I mean like water have you have you wanted a waterbed before like you know in the 90s when it was all in the rage oh totally i had a cousin who had one. Oh my god that was really oh god yeah dan would die like also like let's think about me and dan in a waterbed right like the water displacement would just be like i would just like and it wouldn't be anything that i wanted he would sink and i'd be like stuck in like the, the bubble part of it um but that's like my perfect scenario darkness even honestly truthfully if it was a waterbed, if it had like a little fountain feature, that would probably be really I hate that <laughs> fountain feature. Really good, like like white noise thing for me. Total <laughs> darkness. Um, like total like, darkness people. submerged in water, so like the ocean. <laughs> no, that's like my, which is ironic, right? That's, that's my, like my fear. biggest fear, right? I hate I t- the ocean. That's my biggest fear. <laughs> it would need to be like a very like 
enough of water that I could easily escape if, if is necessary. Just a bathtub. You and need a bathtub. not bath enough tub. that I could drown myself because I would be the person to do that. Um, you would need a shallow bathtub. <laughs> right. Correct. Accurate. That's my ideal sleep. And, like, a nice, like, lukewarm-y temperature in, like, the water and, like, the space. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would want, I don't know what this would be, but I feel like I would want there to be, like, a specific scent. Like you're asking a lot out of this. this dude, that's why I told you this is like ideal, right? Not possible in my lifetime. I feel like I'd want it to. I don't know what I'd want it to smell like. I feel like I'd want it to be like a very fresh, natural. Ooh, like like the like the rainforest. Oh, the, okay. The like, woods in the okay. morning after it rains. There's a word to that. And I can't remember what it's called. Something oh, with really? a P. Mm-hmm. The the smell yeah. after rain or something. There's there's a word to that. Yeah. But that's, um, I would want. that's that's my and I and from what hours are you sleeping I'd want to be totally naked this goes without saying I want to be not because I yeah. hate sleeping in clothes can you um, uh, can you imagine uh, like wet clothes and, uh, right and this is just why I feel like that was a necessary thing they added yeah um what time I, f- I want it to be at the I want it to be the natural times of when the sun is setting like I wow. really like to, I am. You really nat- work with the with the the sun, don't you? Uh, dude, I am such a natural. This is why, if for people who don't understand why Brittany wakes up at like six thirty in the wrong time, like I am a very natural person instinctively. So you're just, maybe I, you're like, just living in the wrong the like country, honestly. I, I mean, hmm. if you you're meant to friend from high school, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> like we all were, who who doesn't from the high school? Right. First of all, nicest, most wonderful person in the world was. 110 percent born in the wrong generation oh my god um, yeah like i believed because of him at a very young age i believed that it was true right that like that people, people were born in different centuries or different or like like we come i believe in reincarnation right so like oh. whatever life he lived in beforehand his life was very attached to that time frame and like when he came back right like he came back with all of like the attachments to, to that still for whatever reason. I, I wonder. Ten per- percent believe that like I was a child of yeah. like the woods, or like in the, <laughs> the woods, just like a something. child I don't living know. in the woods. I was a child of nature. I lived like in. I was a monk in a Buddhist house. Whatever. Whatever. Like, I, what have you? I a hundred percent was not involved with society in whatever my past life was, because okay. the older I get, the stronger my desire to like divert is to like just completely be off know. the grid yeah yeah off the grid, i would never survive i'll be totally blind like i do not have the skill set to make that a possibility and i am no right or thousand percent aware of that but my very strong innate desire to have it is highly there now i wonder i mean not that he would ever listen to this but luke if you are listening to this apparently you <laughs> You're the catalyst of Brittany's whole reincarnation you are. You uh, are. situation. <laughs> yep. And I have so much respect for him because I really feel like I feel I don't feel like he feels that way, which I totally respect. Um, but I feel like to to be so blatantly different and to, and to still like have to, to like, still be that right, especially and to, like, figure in the, it out, especially in in, in the uh, school system the school district that we were in right and we were so young like we were young. like so that like i had oh. so much and he was just 100 percent himself and no one could not like him and he was amazing here's um, the thing people did like him right like people were oh, yeah Everyone people loved- yeah correct i mean yeah they were just like oh luke like the old-timey <laughs> whatever um and people liked him 
And like, a part of me is like, a part of me is like, is it because all of the the great things that older yeah. generations had? And like, and I think right now, I think it's really important to point in like we give a lot of crap to older generations for all the terrible things that they've done, or like the terrible things that they've instilled in our society that have existed, especially like older white generations. But like the openness, the genuine kindness, the like <laughs> even his humor, like he brought all of those good things that we. All of us being younger, we're like, you kind yeah. of, you know, you act like you're an older guy. Um, yeah, that's it. But he's still, you know. Yeah, and he yeah. was still our age, and he was still awesome, and he, uh, he still got along with everybody, and he still could, like, talk about relevant things, but he just had such an old soul. Yeah, and that's all that it was, really. Yeah, and I don't, I think I just, I don't think I have an old soul. I just think that I have a very. Not soul from this century? <laughs> I feel like I have a, a very, like. I don't know what word to put in there. Like a just not from right now. I have a not whatever the opposite of like a technologically inept like in tune soul would be. That's what I have. Um yeah, I don't know the word. But just not before the the digital era. Yeah. Whatever that was. It's like what the seventies? Probably. Sixties. If 70s? I could have been this is this is my brain, right? I should have been in the fifties. Yeah, like I should have been, I should have been born in the fifties, so that so you I can grow up in sixties, seventies. Oh no, maybe six. I think I should have been born in the sixties. I don't know why that just saying that out loud hit somewhere. I should have been born in the sixties. Should have been a baby teen in the seventies, like a tweeny teen in the seventies. Maybe your past life, you died in the sixties. My maybe the eighties would have been my jam. Like being the twenties, being my twenties, and being in the eighties. Ah, oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Or even, maybe. honestly, I could have been my 30s. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is the 50s. Because then by now, I'd be over all of this. Yeah, you'd be, like, you'd checked like, out. Yeah. Nope, you wouldn't I'd be, be living somewhere in, like, a heavily wooded area in, like, my retirement. That just scares the hell out of me. What? A heavily wooded area? Not like, I don't mean, like, me. not like, a, like, first of all, from the person who doesn't like any horror movies, like, not like a, like, I would, there would be, like, some other people around, but, like, yeah. I'd live in, like, a... Like a Woodstock situation. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're. You weren't meant to be in this. <laughs> in this generation. Like there would be no cell phones. I wouldn't have to call anybody. No. Talk no. to anybody. I'd interact with people around me, and I have really good connections. You'd just be a friendly neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Why? This is why in this current century, I own this mug. Not just, I just was coffee. <laughs> Jesus. So her mug for the people that aren't watching says, "My favorite person is my cat." <laughs> Listening to it out loud sounds crazy. Isn't that that sounds crazy? Doesn't it sound crazy? It does sound crazy, guys. Like I don't I've given up on trying to hide. I don't try I I'm so past the point of trying to hide anything about myself. It was funny oh, who we cares? went to go sit on a I was at work and I have like a co teacher and we went to go like sit on a meeting with a bunch of people that I've never met before. Um and they had all met each other and I was like, Oh god, like this is my <laughs> worst social. nightmare. Your your anxiety is just right. I was up. like, these people all know each other and I don't know them at all. Um the worst. And I, like, made a comment. I was like, oh, God, okay, I got to get myself together and, like, try to be professional for 10 seconds. She was like, you're one of the most professional people that I've ever met. It's just, like, you just know when to turn it on and when to turn it off, which makes it so much better. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. I can totally handle this. this is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, okay. Well, we turned this into an episode. I don't know what the hell we talked about, but we turned um, this into an episode. A lot of things. 
Uh, just well, a lot of things. We're back, guys, and we're gonna yeah, do a lot back. more of this because Marie and I are back. Gonna be yeah, gonna be us again. Okay. So nope. Either you you take it for take it or leave it. Yeah. All right. Alrighty. Well, cool beans. Well, we've got some more guests coming up. Mm-hmm. Um. Now that you know what we should do, and we should ask our peoples this. Now that we're getting to the the post COVID. I was going to try to make it, like, apocalypsy, but I don't like the way that that word merges with that. Pandemic. Now we're getting to towards the post that. We should, like, start doing episodes where we go do stuff. Oh, God. Can you imagine? I still have to go to the Asian market. We should do that first. We should. Or, like, I'll just, like, bring stuff to you from the Asian market for you to try. I'm thinking about what the logistics would look like of, like, us trying to be, like, fully recording. Exactly. That's just too much for me to handle mentally. Again, which is why I could just bring you stuff. That works, and you, I'll just try it. I'm down for anything. Okay, yeah, we'll figure this Ricky out. tries blank. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure this out, and we'll workshop it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do some fun stuff, and we want you guys to come along for the ride, and we'd love for you guys to be a part of it. So if you would love to be on the episode, or if you have a topic that you would want us to talk about, mm-hmm. got a hiccup. It's stuck in my throat. That was really painful. <laughs> if you have anything that you'd like us to talk about, Jesus. or <laughs> you have, uh, I don't know, anything, we would just love anything. to, like, we want to make this about about all of you and invite you into the conversation. So join us. But until then, thank you so much for listening. We're so happy to be back with you guys. And we hope you have an awesome week. Okay, bye. <laughs> Jesus.